Welcome to Voices of Your Village, a place where parents, caregivers, teachers, and experts come to support one another on this wild ride of raising tiny humans. We combine decades of experience with the latest research to create the modern parenting village. Let's dive into honest conversation about real parenting challenges so it doesn't have to be this hard. I'm your host, sleep consultant, child development specialist, and passionate feminist, Alyssa Blass-Campbell. Holy moly, y'all. This world feels a little bit like it's on fire, and no one knows where the extinguisher is. What a wild ride we've been on here with the coronavirus, and we're still on it, right? Like, this doesn't seem to be going anywhere yet. So I want to take a moment to chat about what this means for kids and how to support them through this. It is a very dysregulating time, and it's a season where their worlds are changing, our world's changing, things feel like they're happening so fast, and we need to make sure that we're talking to kids about it, not just around kids, not just about kids, but to children. Here's a couple different phrases that might be helpful. Let's start by acknowledging what's happening. There's a sickness that's being shared through germs right now. And most people will get a little bit sick. But grandparents or people who are already sick might get a lot sick. Just acknowledging so that they understand. We had somebody in our group today ask how to respond because a four and a half year old going to bed last night had asked, am I going to die? They're feeling the stress of everything in the same way that we are. It's so tangible, guys. The world is dysregulated as a whole, so of course they're feeling it. Let's talk to them about it because the unknowns are so much harder and there are still going to be some unknowns, but we can let them know that most of the people who are going to get sick from this will get a little bit sick. Let's let them know that their environment is changing and what to expect there. Some of our fun classes might be canceled or we might not go. Maybe it's school. School's going to be canceled for a little bit. We're gonna have home days so that the germs aren't moving from one person to another. It won't be like this forever. Want to talk about things that we can do instead? This can also substitute in for why we won't be having playdates or why we can't go to certain places right now. Letting them know we're taking a break so that the germs aren't moving from one person to another. Again, it's crucial to let them know it won't be like this forever. And perhaps here using a visual aid of using, using a calendar and saying, Okay, we don't know when it will end, but we know until maybe April 6th or whatever the date is your school's given you or the things are closed. We know that it's going to be closed until this day and we have to wait and see. Will it open on that day or will it be closed longer? We have to see how much the germs are traveling. But then they would at least be able to look at a calendar and know what's today, what day is the day that we decide again, 
if it's open or closed, and knowing all the days in between, they don't have to ask you. If they a school day, are we going to the library today? They can know that all those days in between are home days. And then brainstorm with them a list of things you can do instead. There are lots of ways that we can be helpers for people who can get really sick if they get the germs. We can wash our hands, we can play at home, we can cook food for people who need help. What are some other things that we could do to be helpers? Ask them this question, turn this to them. What are some other things we could do to be helpers? We could call grandma to see how she's doing and tell her that we love her. What are some other things we could do to be helpers? Rather than framing this all from a place of fear, I would love for kids to see that we are making these choices to stay home. We're making these choices to close schools so that we can be helpers right now. That right now, there are a lot of kids who aren't coughing or who don't have fevers, but we're all staying home so that we can help other people who do or who might get a lot sick if they got this. Letting kiddos know that this is about being a helper. You are likely living with quite a bit of fear right now. We have high anxiety in our culture already and anxiety loves societal fear. It breeds off of it. And so let's pay attention. The first thing is to monitor your information consumption. I am loving ready-to-eat meals in this season of life. Things are really busy over here with a toddler and a newborn, and I don't always want to be focusing on meal planning and ordering groceries. Factors, fresh, never-frozen meals are chef-crafted and dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. There's zero prep and zero mess. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat. There's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup involved. And holy moly, do I need that right now. I also love that I can order as much or as little as I need by choosing my meals every week, and I can pause or reschedule my deliveries anytime. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, restaurant-quality meals with no cooking required, and there are more than 60 add-ons, like pancakes and smoothies, to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Head to factormeals.com slash village50 and use code village50 to get 50% off. That's code village50 at factormeals.com slash village50 to get 50% off. With spring on the horizon, but not quite here yet in Vermont, I've been looking for simple ways to give my body the energy boost it needs and keep up with healthy habits, especially on those tired mornings when I'm just feeling drained. And that's why I decided to give AG1 a try. Not only does AG1 deliver my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, and more, but it's a powerful healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. It's just one scoop mixed in water once a day, every day, and it makes me feel more energized and ready to take on the day. It's a morning ritual that gives me peace of mind and then I'm getting comprehensive nutrition that supports my immune system and keeps me going all day. As a parent of two amazing kids, longevity is on my mind more than ever before. I want to make sure I'm taking really good care of myself so that I can continue to show up for the moments that matter. 
Every day, AG1 helps me build long-term health with daily nutrients that support brain, gut, and immune health. All it takes is one scoop a day, and I'm setting myself up for the long run. AG1 is the supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily, and that's why I'm jazzed to welcome them as a new sponsor. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3, K2, and 5 free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com village. That's drinkag1.com village. Check it out. Are you asking yourself, what will I do with more information? Do I feel like I need more information in order to regulate? If that one is a yes, I feel like I need more information, that's usually a key to pause because that usually means you are pouring into a funnel (laughs) where like you are pouring all this information in and it's just going out a little hole at the bottom. It'll never fill up. You'll never get to that point if it's coming from a place of anxiety. You'll never get to the point where you have all the information that makes you feel regulated. The last information question to ask yourself is, are thoughts about it present when I'm no longer looking up the information? So are those thoughts hanging? You're doing the dishes and they're present in your mind, or you're trying to go to sleep and you're feeling anxious. Monitor your information consumption. Number two, notice the fear in your body. Where do you feel it? tense shoulders? Are you getting headaches? Do you have a tight chest? Identify that fear and let it know. Like, I see you. Thanks for trying to keep me safe, fear. It's your brain and body's job to put you on high alert to make sure you stay safe. And it's not super evolved. So we can acknowledge it and say like, hey, babe, I see you trying to keep me safe. And I'm going to choose to relax my body. And at this point, you physically relax your body. You breathe. Deep belly breaths. You should feel your belly go out and in when you're deep breathing. Consciously bring your shoulders down from your ears. Unclench your hands that might be tense. Relax your jaw. And tell your body it's safe to relax in this moment. Carrying around anxiety isn't going to make you safer. In fact, it'll compromise your immune system. So paying attention to when you're noticing this fear and physically relaxing your body to let it go is huge. Once you do that, then you can rewrite this narrative. There's a lot of news that's scary. And health officials will let me know if there's anything else that I can do. Right now, I'm doing enough. Babe, tell yourself over and over, right now, I'm doing enough. Because you are. In this time, the most crucial things we can do for kids, give them a space to talk about this information, establish a schedule, write or draw it out for kiddos so that they know what to expect, they don't have to keep it all in their head, Even if that schedule ends up being flexible, great, at least we have a framework to work from. Make sure they're moving their bodies. Even if it's big jumps off the couch or they're building forts with couch cushions or something, make sure they're moving their bodies. And set and hold boundaries. 
The change in routine can be really dysregulating, and it's their job to push the boundary to learn what to expect during this time. Are the rules still the same? When coronavirus is traveling, that, it's their job to ask that question, and they won't ask it in words. They'll push the boundaries to ask it. I'm going live every single day to help folks who want that daily support. If you want to join in on that, I'm doing it for two weeks every day, and I'm also giving you our seed and sow schedules and an organized place to collaborate with other parents who are navigating this. Head on over to the link in my bio at seed.and.so on Instagram, or come on over to Facebook. You can always shoot us an email, support at seedandsow.org, and we can make sure you have the link to join. It started on Monday, March 16th, and it's going for two weeks. If you want in on this bad boy, sign up today, and we'll guide you through supporting your tiny human's big emotions and your own emotions through the unknown and the fear that so many folks are living in now. You never have to do this alone. Thanks for tuning in to Voices of Your Village. Check out the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at voicesofyourvillage.com. Did you know that we have a special community for all of you to be a part of so that we can all gather together to raise emotionally intelligent humans? Head on over to Facebook, search Seed and Sow colon Voices of Your Village and dive into that Facebook group. We cannot wait to hang out with you and collaborate on raising these tiny humans. If you're digging this podcast, head on over to Apple Podcasts, scroll down, click those stars and leave a review. It really fills my heart to hear from all of you. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone, and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy.